How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Barbells to Buddhas podcast. I'm your host, Roar Alexander. This is the podcast for those of you who are sick and tired of the Wonder Bread life. And you know what that means, right? Fat, skinny, weak, bland, boring, lacking in any substance, any adventure, uh, be that physical, mental, spiritual. And instead, you're just saying, you know what, Roar? You know what? I want to start living stronger, longer, and a hell of a lot better. Now, what does better mean to you? I don't know, but I guess we're going to find out. But for, I know for what for me it is, for me, it's staying in shape, optimal health, you know, doing cool shit, you know, owning, over, owning a bunch of crap, uh, things like doing Muay Thai in Thailand, you know, trekking holy mountains in India, chilling on exotic beaches, traveling to conduct my workshops and courses all over the world, while at the same time learning new skills and making new friends all over this little blue speck in the vast universal possibility. But hey, that's just me. Now, you might be saying, you know what? This sounds really awesome. And I'll be honest with you. It would be pretty weird if it didn't, right? So make sure to hit that subscribe button, you know, the follow button, wherever you're listening to this right now, Apple, Spotify, whatever. And it would be awesome, by the way, if you could just slam me out a quick five-star review. Or if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, because I do post these to YouTube as well. I don't know why you would, because at this point, it's... uh, it's not exciting. It's just a, a picture, and you'd be sitting by your TV for an hour, so I probably wouldn't suggest it for now. Saying that, I am planning on eventually recording these once I get a little bit more of a, a, a video-friendly space setup. But if you are, you know, toss me a quick thumbs up and leave me a nice comment telling me and the world what you think about this podcast, vodcast, or whatever you want to call it if you're watching on YouTube, because that is honestly the best way that I can really grow this podcast and spread the barbells to Buddha's love and the message. And by the way, nobody, and I mean nobody, likes a troll. If you listen to this, you're not a troll. But if you are one of those trolls, I ask yourself, why the fuck am I a troll? Why don't I do something more constructive and more adventure with my life? Am I such a douchebag that I have to go on and be a troll in other people's stuff when they're living their passion, living their lives and helping people? Because if you are, man, you're on the wrong podcast because you're an idiot and you don't belong here. Now, this episode of Barbells to Buddhas is brought to you by my own Live Stronger, Longer, and Better group by Roar Alexander on Facebook. Now, this is a group, great group that I've designed for people just like you who want to get some advice, you know, workout nutrition, lifestyle tips, as well as a place to jump into any of my 30-day online group body transformation kickstart challenges. You'll also get Facebook updates, um, you know, updates on podcast releases, and Tons of just extra value stuff that you don't get on here or you see on my YouTube. So pause this for a minute. Jump onto my Facebook fast because that's where I spend most of my time. Search Live Stronger, Longer, Better Group by Roar Alexander. It's 100% free and I cannot wait to have you in it. But do make sure you answer a few questions at that little application part where you got to jump in because I won't let you in. Honestly, if you can't answer like a couple really simple questions, then why would I work so hard to give you any answers? And that's about it, guys. So that's that's the intro as usual. I am trying to figure out coming up with some kind of new intro. I do like having a recorded intro. I haven't figured it out quite yet. I do like that song though, so I'm going to stick with that song. But I'm definitely coming up with some kind of you know an idea. Um, speaking of like what's new with me, man. So doesn't look like. 
my trip to the Philippines is going to happen this July. I know it's terrible, but honestly, I'm not that stressed about it. Um, Vancouver is a rainy place. Okay, so if you don't know this, you don't know. I live in Vancouver, Canada, and it's a rainy place. And we only get, honestly, two months of really good weather. Now, saying that, there's times where it can be pretty good. This year is not one of those, okay? But the last thing you really want to do is leave Vancouver in really July and August. And even June, July, August, I would say those are the three months you don't want to leave here. So I planned for a trip to the Philippines in July, but I'm like, you know what? I'd never gone there in July before. Like, if you don't know my story, I've lived in Asia for almost seven years and I travel there a lot, but I never traveled during the summer because since I moved back to Vancouver, I'm like, I always wanted to do the summers here. So, a few things. Um, I just didn't, I forgot, never really thought about just how expensive, well, flights have gone up because of the gas prices and all that. We know that and whatever else, you know, and because they can go up. But, you know, it is summer vacation, so they're really taking advantage of it. So, for instance, I was looking to go to Singapore in, say, October. I was just checking Singapore because I might have some stuff going on there, too. It's like 800 bucks to go there. Now it's like $2,600. i am like, all right, that is why. I forgot. I kind of forgot. That is why I do not travel when the kids are off uh, summer vacation. So June, July, August, not good times to do international travel. That is a time to do staycations and just see what this amazing province has to offer, which I moved back here because it does have so many awesome things to offer, particularly in the summertime. Now, also, another reason is financial besides the the, the costs, right? Because what I do is I go out there quite often and quite a bit of my job is is making money when I travel. But just the way the world is working right now. So, you know, the Philippines is coming out of a pandemic and I run fitness and health courses for personal trainers and, you know, wannabe trainers and stuff in Asia. And they are, you know, they, they were their 20, their 2021 was our 2020, right? So while a lot of them did a little bit better in 2020, there were massive shutdowns in 2021. So they were a bit behind. And the Philippines was very hard hit. So what's happened is, you know, the, the students... They're just getting back into the gym and getting back into money. So they just can't, they can't afford it. Like right now, it's just like my courses are not that cheap. Like, you know, I do break down the price. Like that course in Canada would be about $1,000 for this two-day course I do. For instance, my PCSS, right? It might be 600 for the kickboxing. I do them over there for about 400 and 300 respectfully. But I can't go lower than that because these are, you know, an internationally accredited high professional courses. So you can't just give this stuff away. So the kids were very good there at saving up, but just it just not working this time, right? It's just it's too expensive for everything. We said, okay, the cost on this trip alone, normally the whole cost for me to go in and out is about two grand. Just the cost on the flights were almost three. So just financially, it didn't make sense for anybody. It didn't make sense for the students because they're just building back up their clientele. It didn't make sense for me because of the flights, because I was like, just to break even, we need five grand. And I'm not flying to the other side of the planet to break even. Like I gotta come back with a few thousand dollar dollar bills, y'all in my pocket. So don't look like it's going to happen, but it's okay. It's okay. What we're doing is we're uh, going to get one of the local trainers there, local master trainer, I call them, uh, local pro trainer. Actually, I prefer that term, to uh, do some local courses, right? Because it doesn't cost nearly as much to have him go, like nearly as much. Like we're talking like, I don't even like a 50th, right? So we're going to do that, and then we're going to plan for me to come again in October, it looks like. This isn't for sure, but it's. I'd say we're like 98% sure that this, this July trip ain't going to happen. But that's okay. Got lots of great plans going on. Actually, I got my academy growing uh, in Canada here quite a bit. If you don't know, by the way, I do. Uh, if you go to RoyalAlexander.com, if you are a professional personal trainer, anybody interested in that fitness industry, well, I do have my own Thrive Academy where we do courses and certifications and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. 
So that's kind of what's new with the... Oh, another big one. The wife is pregnant. Yes, she's seven weeks pregnant. And uh, she's hoping. We're hoping. She's hoping. To be honest, I'm kind of leaning towards I'm hoping it's a boy. But then that statistically is probably not going to be the second when you're older. Kid is usually a girl. Um, just as you get older, you tend to have more girls. But she really wants a girl. But yeah, there we go. So that's some, that's some big news. Yay. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else is new? What else is new? Yeah, I got my courses accredited by Canfit Pro. I'm working on that. The academy here is growing really fast. We got lots of stuff in the works. I don't want to talk about it quite yet, but there's a ton of stuff in the works in the fitness education and all that in Vancouver, Canada here. So that's going to be really awesome. But that's about it. I think that's about all that's really kind of new and happening right now. So why don't I just get done babbling then, in that case, and let's just get right on to uh, some questions that I've uh, got. So these are questions that have come through my YouTube, my Instagram, or my Facebook. And the first one was, and this is well, this is kind of a hard one. I should have read this over. How would I go about traveling the world now? Whew, that is, my, my friends, is a big question. Um, so just, I'll give you my story really. Let me just move up this microphone up a bit so I can stand tall. I don't want to be like, I can like, look at this, you know, but, uh, yeah, oh, man. So you guys don't know my story. I, I, I got just, I just got fed up groundhog day, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And it was like, you know, let, there just has to be more to life than this shit back in the day. And I, uh, jumped on a one way, uh, plane to Hong Kong. With a thousand bucks in my pocket and nothing else, and just some hopes and dreams, and a lot of a lot of hopes, and a lot of dreams. Uh, that was about it. That was all I packed. It was hopes and dreams and a little bit of clothes. So it worked out. But there were, you know, there were a few things I didn't do. Number one, I probably should have handled my financials back in Canada a little bit better. I just kind of buggered off. Uh, and to be honest, I still don't know exactly what you're supposed to do. But I would definitely research the things that you should do before you leave, when it comes to taxes and all that sort of stuff, right? I think that's important because what happens is I came back and because uh, I was gone for quite a while, I really had no credit record to speak of. Um, it was a bit it was a bit messy, um, so I had to do a lot of fixing of that. I had to go back and file taxes for years and years and years, so probably t- f- filing your taxes every year you're not there, you know, just have an accountant here, whatever, just, you know, it's basically just zero, 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 but just, just to have it done. So you don't have to come back and like, oh my God, I got to do 2014, 2015, 2016, 17. You know, it's like all over the place. There's just so many taxes I had to fill up. So definitely doing your paperwork before you leave would be a big one. Um, number two would be having more money than just a thousand dollars. Like I said, I wasn't making any money, but it was, it was a rough go, right? It, 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 it be very, but like I said, my life for my life for a long time it was paycheck to paycheck and it i don't want to say it still is to a point but like being a health and fitness kind of you know person it's it's not it's not an easy go especially when you really don't understand or, or understood a lot about social media and marketing and business um i was always about you know just certifications and all that'll do it and that doesn't do it by the way so definitely uh, have more than a thousand dollars in your pocket, and the next thing I would say is learn, like develop a job where you can do it from the laptop. Uh, the people that I've watched nowadays, they they've done really well it, because what they've done is they have adopted really, really well social media. Like when they go to places. They go with the intention, I am going to start a YouTube channel or an Instagram and I'm going to crush it and I'm going to be consistent 
and you know they buy the proper because they make money from that, right? You can make money from it. You can make this is what I'm talking about. If you want to travel the world for a long time, specifically not just vacation, I'm talking for a while. You want to make money while you're traveling. Now, I did that through getting different jobs from different places, and I also did that through my academy, right? My academy started bringing in more money, but there were still, you know, there were peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. I go do a course, make thousands of dollars, and there was like long periods of nothing, where. What I should have done was I should have used social media and marketing. And I really, I'm like, fuck, you know what? I lived in Hong Kong. I lived in Taiwan. I lived in Indonesia. I lived in uh, Thailand for four years. I've been over to Singapore. I've been to the Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, Laos, um, Malaysia, um, and you know, like Bali, all those places, right? And I don't have any video, very few photos. So I really dropped the ball when it came to social media. So what I would say, you know, more of a business point of view is find a niche and get out there. And if you're going to travel, say, you know what, I'm going to start a channel, I'm going to start a media that I'm going to make some money on because the, the fact is travel videos, you know, travel channels do very well. But have, you know, have some reason behind it, like, uh, you know, how to stay fit when you travel, everything about traveling, how to save money when you travel, how to budget when you travel, um, you know, the... the Cheap hotels versus expensive hotels. I would go back now, like like the next time I go to the Philippines, I give you an example. I told my team, I said, I want a video team. I said, I want to get there, and I, I'm going to get me a selfie pod, and I'm investing myself in. Uh, going to pick up a uh, Mavic, um, um, whatever you call it, uh, you know those uh, things that fly around your head. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Drones. <laughs> drones. I'm going to give me a drone. I'm going to learn how to use the damn thing with like the, the 1080 or the 4K. And I'm going to drone it. And I said, yeah. I said, get me a team. And uh, because, you know, my, my business, like, you know, but Barbells and Buddhas is, you know, it's uh, basically train, which is fitness, try new shit and travel. And I've done all these adventures and all this cool stuff. And I have either really just crappy footage um, just odd and end footage or no footage. So I really didn't say to myself, okay, like what is the journey I want to take people on? What is this adventure I want to do? Uh, I, you know, I didn't really, inv- I just keep bopped around with my crappy iPhone three or four, whatever it is I had at the time. Yeah. didn't, you have tripods. So I would definitely go back and, f- and I, I would I wouldn't go back but I would fix all that today next time I go it's like I'm going in style my YouTube channel is going to be like hey getting fit for the Philippines so it's like here's the workouts that I'm doing to get extra fit for the Philippines here's my the way I pack here's what I pack here's the supplements I take you know here and then I'll do one of those like stories and stuff like my day to day right up to the plane and I'll just basically vlog the whole thing and then when I get to the Philippines I'm also going to make sure that I do more interesting stuff because I guess one of the things that I did, right, one of the the mistakes that I said I made was, see, I wasn't one of those people that went and I didn't just, like, I know I got a friend, got a Facebook friend, who went to Thailand and he's just got so much good footage because he's like, well, I'm only going to be in Thailand for three months. I want to grow my YouTube channel. So he kind of hit up all the touristy spots, the monkey temples, the, 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 the James Bond Islands, and he did lots of stuff on that. Um, but when you're living there, it's just a day to day. Like you get up, you have your coffee, you, you know. And but it's like it's like things that people just don't think about. Like I, I get up, 
and I go have my coffee blonde, right, which is made on the street coffee. I would have made a good little video. I go to the market where there's snakes and, and pails and turtles and frogs and all this sort of stuff. And like, so it just becomes your normal. So I'm walking by these markets full of like all these things, and, you know, all these creatures and the guy selling bugs and all this stuff. And I didn't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, just sit down and have my breakfast. Yet I'm like, oh, God, that would have been amazing content, you know. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff that I didn't do. So that's up at some. Of, that's a couple of the big things that I would do. Very different now is if I was going to travel the world, I figured, okay, how can I make money while I travel consistently, not just up and down. Um, but but at the same time, I do think. A lot of people miss the ball where you could also do what I did. Where you could do courses. You could do seminars. Like, like there's a lot of trainers who would could go out there and you know, they specialize in a niche, but they don't try. They don't even think about, hey, I could develop a course and I could get this course accredited because honestly, getting it accredited is not that hard. And by the way, if you do happen to be a fitness professional and you think you got a course to get accredited, I am available for consultations for that. I am more than happy to help you with that. That's part of my Thrive Academy business is helping people get their courses certified. You know, through whether it's Canfor Pro or Ace or whoever, I'll suggest the ones that you want because there are a few that there's at least there's about three. If you can get those covered, you are golden, right? Uh, Mike and Merrill is done through NEFC, which is a company that I work with a lot. So between NEFC and Canfor Pro and then Ace, those are kind of the three that I really um, work with. Saying that overseas, the Canfor Pro doesn't really matter. NEFC has different spots. South America, Central America, it's pretty strong. U.S., it's all right. Uh, Canada, just growing. But, you know, like I said, I work with them, and I'm trying to grow it here in Canada. But you could develop courses, and you could take those in traveling too. So, like I said, I'm looking at uh, uh, starting touring Central America, South America, and starting to hit up more places in Asia, starting hopefully in the fall. Um, so what else would I do? Let me see. Why would I go out traveling the world now? I think that's it. Yeah, I think honestly, that would be my biggest one is is documenting it more professionally, making it look good, investing in the equipment, figuring out ways to make money while I travel. Okay, another big one. Actually, this is another one. Uh, this is actually a really good one. Yeah, I would kick myself if I forgot this. Um, do a little bit of planning and reach out to people. I I was very lucky. I'll just be honest. I was, I was lucky. And this, again, goes to just trying new shit, right? But I was lucky. So I had a friend here, um, and, and I'll just give you a quick story. I had a friend in Vancouver, and he just gave me a couple of names. To, he gave me a few names to look up, and I did. And luckily, one of those worked out in Hong Kong, right? Um, but what I should have done is I should have reached out a little bit earlier, maybe introduced myself, um, and just kind of gauged it a little bit better. Uh, if you want to go to, say, Indonesia or something, uh, and you're thinking, hey, you know what? Because uh, I taught cross in Indonesia then I would say reach out. Start reaching out more to places, people that you'd like to work with or brands you'd like to work with or things like that and just see if there's any sort of, anything that you can bring to the table for them. Or if it is your, if there is an industry you want to get in, reach out and just see if there's any possibilities in that industry. I probably wouldn't just randomly show up to places anymore without contact. Let's say I wanted to be a trainer um, and I'd probably contact some gyms in whichever country. Let's say I'm going to Bangkok and just be like, hey, do you guys uh, you ever bring on foreigners? You know, Do you do anything? Because some of them, because I know some will, as long as you pay for the, um, like you kind of help pay, you kind of sign a contract so you'll be with them for a while and you'll help pay for the work visa. 
So that's something you would like to know before you go. Because if the work visa is going to run you three or $4,000, well, then it's okay. Oh, you know what? Then I'll make that money here while I have money. And then I can start that process. And it'll just be the faster. So I would definitely reach out. I would reach out to Facebook groups too that are in areas you want to go to and start getting more advice on how to get places to live. I would, like I said, I was just very lucky a lot. Um, but yeah, figuring out how to get places to live, how to get around um, the scams that are kind of popular. Just do your research and uh, due diligence. So whatever it is you're going to be doing. If you want to be a laptop guy, then find out where are the best places, the best uh, workspaces, the best towns to be in for people that are like me. So that, that's what I would suggest is do your homework. Uh, so that's about it, I think, on that. Now, question two. Uh, and this, this is actually uh, uh, interesting because I did this video just a little while ago. And it's, what do I take with me to stay in shape when I travel? And this was actually a story I did on Instagram, uh, coincidentally. Um, so there's two ways I can go about this, right? One would be the supplements that I take. I think we'll save that for another time. The other would be um, the equipment I take. So so what do I do? Because I, I do like to stay fit when I travel. So start with this. I have some shirts from a store called Uniqlo that make these really amazing dry fit shirts. Like they're super thin. We're going to Asia, by the way. It's very hot all the time. So they're very comfortable. Uh, they also, you can hand wash them and they dry in about an hour. So I like to take clothes with me that I can dry really fast. I only take about one or two pairs of jeans. I take one pair of running shoes. Um, saying that, there's a company that I want to get together with. I can't remember the call right now, unfortunately. But they make these sock shoes. They're literally socks, but you can wear them as shoes. And you wear them outside, like you wear them in the gym. Uh, so those are really, really cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to look at investing in some of those, and I might not even have to take shoes with me, or I'll just take a really light pair of shoes, like my Nike, you know, Metcon uh, Freeze, whatever they're called. And then I'll probably use these a lot. So, yeah, there we go. So that's that. Um, I take bands. I like to take a, a couple bands with me to do a little bit of stuff. I take a hot yoga mat because it's really thin, and you can also double as a towel. I do take a couple little um, kind of towels like those chamois sort of towels too that are really good because you can use them as a pillow blanket and a towel and they don't take up any room in your bag because quite often you go to airbnb they usually only give you one or two towels but if i'm there for five ten days i need more towels and again those you can hang them up usually on a balcony and they're dry in like an hour or two so they're great and like i said they're not like a normal towel you like four of them take the space of one normal towel so those are really good bands for sure a uh, pair of blue blocking glasses. I have a jet lag protocol that I'll talk about on another podcast. Maybe one of these days I'll actually do a podcast just how to do my jet lag protocol because I've really learned to significantly reduce, if not make jet lag my bitch. So I don't have problems with jet lag and I've used it for people, clients and other people and friends and they've all had amazing results with it. But I do use blue blocking glasses when I travel. I also, this is stay in shape, so I'm not just talking about health. Um, you know what? Let's talk about some of the supplements I do take. A part of my routine is melatonin. So I take melatonin with me when I go sublingual. I also take protein powder because when you're running around, like, you know, like I need a lot of protein. I need about 200 grams of protein a day, and it's just hard to get even normally at home. It's even harder when you're on the run. So protein powder I always take, and I take some protein bars and meal replacement bars. I think those are, uh, those are just so good. 
take those with me for sure. Um, depending on how where I'm going and how much is usually what happens because I get, I get Airbnbs a lot and they don't have they usually come with a condo gym. I always make sure. So a few things I always do is that, number one is I is a pool. It must have a pool. And speaking of that, I always take pool goggles with me because you know the public pools are always full of chlorine, and, I, and nothing ruins my day more than just having. I'm, I'm very sensitive to chlorine, so I always take a pair of swim goggles with me too. Um, well, where was I going with that? Uh, do, 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 do. A pool, yes. Uh, I do, always pool is number one. If it doesn't have a pool, I don't book it. It's as simple as that. Number two is does it have a gym? If I'm going for only three or four days, I can live without it because I'll do some yoga, just some body weight stuff, and I'll, I'll swim and I'll just enjoy my time. But if I'm going for like seven, eight, nine days, then it either has to have a pool, a gym, sorry, or a gym very close by. But a gym would be another one. And then well, I guess what I'm leading to is third would be a sauna, by the way. Uh, but I take fat groups with me because a lot of times condo gyms, the dumbbells only go up to maybe 50 or 60 pounds. So I do like to take some fat grips with me because. You know what they say, the old, you ask the older bodybuilder dudes, Schwarzenegger, Zane, and all those guys, you know, um, Incredible Hulk Ferrigno there, they're saying, do what you want to do as you want, and as you get older, you want to make light weights just feel heavier, and fat grips are amazing for that. Um, and I also take, everything I take is pretty much a dry fit, or dries very quickly, I don't take anything thick and heavy. Uh, my shorts I take are very dry fit. Uh, ank- socks I just take is almost all ankle socks, just the very low socks. Anything that can hang and dry. Because quite often, I well, not quite often, I, never. I've never got a place that has a dryer in it. They, they all have closed washers, no dryer. So you want to make sure everything you can hang, you can take with you will dry fairly quickly in like three to four hours or minimum, like ma- or maximum, I should say, maximum. Like overnight, you hang it like 10 o'clock and the next day, 6, 7 in the morning, it's good to go. So th- those would be my main, those would be my main things. Now, I've also got these little um, uh, essential oil inhalers that I like to take with me uh, when I need just a little extra buzz or whatever for a little energy. They got some peppermint scent in them and stuff. I take those, but I don't take them all the time. In fact, I actually need some new ones. I lost my old ones somewhere in a move. Yeah, these little inhaler sticks. Uh, those are great. But I think that's about it. So that's kind of what I take with me. Um, I believe there's something on my Instagram about that. And I do have a video. Actually, I do have a video on my YouTube, actually, um, called, I think it's Packed to Get Jacked. So I talk about that. And I'm going to do another one on the exact supplements and stuff I take with me. So that's why I said, guys, go to my YouTube channel. Check that out as well because I do cover some of this stuff in there. And let's move on. Question number three. Um, this comes in from my YouTube what do I suggest to do to get a healthy or even athletic body fat that doesn't require an app to track every meal? Okay, so those are two different body fat ranges, right? Healthy and athletic are not the same thing. You do not have to track meals at all to get into a healthy body fat percentage. In fact, one of the uh, videos I'm doing for uh, my Facebook very soon uh, for my Muscle Mondays. Um, by the way, you can also follow my profile on Facebook. I pretty much you know, accept uh, most friend requests as you fit into my kind of demographic of dudes who want to live stronger, longer, better. But um, yeah, I'm doing one on there called Getting Under 20% Body Fat Easy. For that, uh, some of the biggest things, like even for me, right? Um, Getting protein in every meal would be the big one, right? Protein, 
I know you guys hear this all the time, but so many people don't do it, and the message just doesn't get out there. I, I repeat it, repeat it, and every other fitness professional on the planet repeats it, repeats it. Even guys who probably would get in a fist fight, like Mike Dolce and uh, that Lane Norton, right? They'd probably those two probably get in a ring together and fight each other <laughs> or their views on stuff. But they both agree protein should be your anchor. So there we go. So protein uh, should be your anchor, and under and then from there, understanding. What a protein food is, because a lot of people screw that up, right? Eggs. So let me ask you right now, if I, and, and, and everybody I say, whenever I do a consultation, you know, strategy call, we're talking about protein, I'll ask them a few things. Eggs, protein or fat? They go, protein. I go, nope, fat. Uh, bacon, protein or fat? Mm, protein, nope, fat. Uh, Sparabs, you know, anything like that. Most people say protein because they think it's got protein in it. And yes, it does, but it also has a lot more fat. So give me an egg, because the egg is kind of the real trickier. And a lot of people go bacon, and we know that's a lot of fat. Sausages, a little trickier. Ribs, you know, tricky, but an egg, right? Egg is five grams of protein, five to six grams of fat. Or I might even be reversed, but I can't remember. But let's just say it's five and five just for the hell of it. Well, five grams of protein is 40 calories. So you're getting 40 calories in that egg from protein. Five grams of fat is... Um, sorry, yes, that's great. 20, no, sorry, 20, uh, let's see, 5 grams of protein is 4 calories. That would be 20, 20 calories from uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20. 20 calories is from protein. Uh, fat would be 45, right? Because that would be uh, 9, 9 times 5, which is what, 45, I think? I don't know, I suck at math in my head. But the point is, the point is, guys, there's a lot more fat calories in an egg than protein calories, which is the importance of, say, something like egg whites when you're trying to up your protein. So protein should be your anchor, and you want to make sure that all your proteins are fairly lean sources. So what does that mean? We got extra, extra lean uh, red meats, chickens, turkey, white fish, tuna, egg whites, protein powder, uh, then they're going to get into the more interesting stuff. You got emu out there and the different different wild animals. But those are going to be your that's going to be your anchor, right? And if you're getting that in, you'll be pretty good. Now the next thing you want to do is you really try to just stick with your and you know just what everybody fucking argues about this, but just three meals a day, just breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's it. And try to not snack. Now understand this. The smallest little snacks can make such big differences because so many snacks are full of calories, right? One of the best things I did, and this is just very recently, I had a couple bad habits. Bad habit number one is I would go to this coffee shop in Canada here called Tim Hortons, and they have these donut holes. And quite often, I would just give me a coffee, and I was like, ah, you know, just give me a take-two birthday cake donut holes, or just give me a chocolate glazed Timbit, you know, because they're called Timbits here, donut holes. And... But again, guys, those have so many calories. Like these new, they got these new ones out there. I think they're 90 calories. And, and just, they, these are like one bite. You pop them in your mouth and it's like 90 calories. That's 100 calories, right? So c- cut out the snacking. You don't need to snack. Have meal, Make your meals a little more bigger with vegetables and stuff like that, right? So I do say right a lot. That's another thing I'm working on, by the way, is not saying right. So I'm going to, from this moment on, I'm not going to try not to say right a single time in this podcast. So cut out the snacking. Another one, and I, I almost caught myself again yesterday, was buying some dark chocolate-covered almonds. Because again, almonds are healthy. It's a good fat. Dark chocolate and antioxidants, a good fat. It grows stem cells, helps you live longer. 
Nope. It, it just increases your calories. All right. So if I want to eat those nuts, then I have to eat less in my meals and I don't want to do that. So cutting out the snacking is going to be another big one that's going to make a huge difference. Number three would be get in more non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Start tracking your steps and aim for a minimum, minimum of 10,000 a day. And it should be higher. And the easiest way to do that And I suggest this, if you really want to do it without tracking, is just start off with a 10 to 30 minute morning walk most days. The average steps taken in 10 minutes at a normal, semi-brisk pace is a thousand steps. I figured out, for me, it's a thousand steps in exactly 10 minutes. So if I go for a 30 minute walk, I get in 3,000, about 3,200 steps. That's a big game changer as well. And then just getting more movement. Like right now, I'm recording this at a stand-up desk. So just try to figure out ways to get more movement in your day. Use the stairs more than the elevators or the escalators. Little things like that. Get your training on track and weight training. Focus on weight training. Three, four, five days a week doing full body compound exercises to near failure in that pretty much 8 to 12 rep range. I tend to be a little bit lower. I like between the 7s and 10s. But weight training, you know, hitting up the leg press, the squats, the lunges, the deadlifts, the bench press, the overhead press, the rack pull-ups, the rack chin-ups, all that sort of stuff. And you will be well on your way to a healthy body fat percentage. Now, getting to athletic and I don't want to go in this for a long time because it's got a long answer, but you do have to do some measuring, but you don't have to measure every meal. One of the things that you'd want to do is you want to come up with a system that is repetitive where you measure it a couple times. Maybe you measure it once or twice. You figure out the ingredients and then you're good. For instance, my my breakfast now, I have my 4S breakfast, which by the way, If you go to my website, RoarAlexander.com, click under free stuff, there is the PDF for my 4S breakfast. You can have that. And that is smoothies, stir fries, stir bowls, and scrambles. And what I've done is I have figured out, okay, I need this much Greek plain 0% fat Greek yogurt mixed with this much protein powder. I can add in up to this much sugar-free jam or berries or a handful of nuts or what I'm doing right now is um, cocoa and instant coffee with a couple little dark chocolate-covered espresso beans. And I figured out the measurements. And I just repeat that again and again. And I can change out the berries. I can change out the jams without changing out the calories significantly. So you start creating systems. So I have my few breakfasts where I figured it all out so I don't have to keep measuring it every time. Now, I'll do use measuring cups and stuff, but it's no big deal. I'll just scoop it out anyways. But I don't sit there and I don't put on a scale and I don't go crazy. I did the first time, the first few times, you know, I, I did it so I could figure out exactly how many calories are up. But now I know. Now I go, okay, it's a tablespoon of this, tablespoon of that, half a scoop of this, boom, done. Systematize that shit. Systematize your lunch and you can even do the same thing with dinner. If you can start figuring out, because we are very much creatures of habit, right? You probably eat the same few meats, the same few vegetables, the same few things again and again and again. Number one, I would say, you know, try to get out of that, buy some interesting new foods. Today, I bought some, even some spicy um, or octopus, kind of neat stuff. 
I bought a seafood salad, Korean seafood. Uh, what are they called? Seaweed salad. But getting off track. But uh, yeah, we're very much creatures of habit. So start measuring your meals. And then just start, repeat those just again and again and again. And just systematize it. And you will get to an athletic body fat percentage, which is, guys, is going to be in your high teens to low teens. Anything out of that, then you, yeah, you really do have to get into uh, tracking more, like very much more consistently. Not every meal, but definitely tracking. But one of the biggest things I would suggest to you right now, if you're just beginning and you're trying to even just get to that, either of those levels, the healthy or the athletic, I would do some tracking. I would, and I'm doing it right now, and I got some other clients doing it. They're like, holy crap, like this helps so much, especially with the protein. Is just use my fitness pal and start tracking your meals. And, uh, you can create the, there's a recipe set in there where you can go to my meals. So what I'll do is you create your meals. So I've thrown my, um, I've thrown my Greek yogurt recipes in there. So you don't have to type in the Greek yogurt and find all the ingredients every time. You just type in my meals. And it makes it so much easier if you just follow, follow the same meals. So it's just, it is dynamic um, systematization, right? Dynamic boringness. You have a system that's repeatable and it's not boring because you can, like I said, you can change out the ingredients. So those are the things that I would suggest. And of course, all the old rules, the same thing, weight training still applies. You may want at that point with athletic though, you're going to have to boost up the cardio. You probably want to do one or two hits a week. You'll probably increase that walk in the morning to a, not quite a jog, but maybe a real good paced walk like you're late. Uh, another thing I really suggest to a lot when you're trying to get into there is how can you make the walk feel a little bit harder? Um, you can do uphill. So I go, I've, I'm lucky that I live on this big slope. So I walk all the way down the bottom, then I walk all the way up. And that is great. You can also try fooling around with things like walking up a hill backwards or just walking backwards. I believe that's true. That walking backwards burns more calories. So you can always play around with that. So figuring out different ways you could do that. Uh, I have a little more routines. You know, I'll do a little core workout in the morning versus just the stretching. I do focus a little more on mobility particularly right now. So when I do get to the gym, I don't have to waste a whole lot more time warming up. I can just kind of get straight to it if I do my little mobility routine in the morning. Again, just efficiency, right? Nope, there right, there's that right. It's just being more efficient. And that's really what it comes down to when you're trying to get there. So that's it, guys. Those are the three questions I wanted to cover today. We're at about 38 minutes. So I uh, want to respect your time. I'm trying to keep these two under that 40, 45 minutes. Now, if you like what I have had said today, or you like my message in general, it resonates with you. And um, I want to see you live your best life. You got to understand that. So to do that, I have created my Stronger, Longer, Better Barbells to Buddhas coaching program. And if you're interested, you think we may be a good fit, you want to work together because you want to, like I say, live stronger, longer, better, then feel free to book a quick 10-minute strategy call with me personally, and we can see if there's any possibility for us to do anything together. And you can do that at www.roaralexander.com slash free call. There's a super fast application there at the bottom. Now, keep in mind, though, I do only work with about five to six clients at any one time. So, you know, feel free to set up your call, but be really sure you're serious about making some big changes, big changes to your body and your life and that you are ready to start today. Now, be a big boy. This is something I want you, you say to the wife, you say to the girlfriend, you say to yourself, this is something I want to do. This is important to me. I want your support, but I'm going to do it with or without your support. It's what you got to do it, guys. I got a business coaching course, and I just, you know what? I didn't even ask the wife. Cost 
a lot of money. And I didn't even ask her because this is like something that is important to me and I knew I had to do it. And I, I've made and will make the resources to cover the cost. And if that's not how committed you are, then don't book the call. But if that's how committed you are, you're ready to make the change, you're ready to get going, then that is awesome. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you. And as always, guys, until next time, I am here to help you live stronger, longer, and of course, a hell of a lot better. All right, guys, talk to you later. <laughs>